My name is Nick Binos, and I am an empathic engineer. In today's episode, I'll be talking about science and ancient wisdom. So let's start at the start, at the the moment that the universe first came into existence, which, according to the Big Bang Theory, happened about 14 billion years ago. Prior to that, there was no space, time, mass or energy. There was just singularity, which is basically nothing. So singularity is dimensionless, massless, energyless, timeless, but has infinite potential to create a vast universe. The key point being that the universe emerged from nothing, from nowhere, because singularity is nothing. It's difficult to get your head around and just totally defies logic, but um, I believe science is on the right track here in terms of singularity and something emerging from nothing. But it's an incomplete model. There's a fundamental piece that's missing in this whole Big Bang Theory. And to understand that, we need to backtrack about four and a half thousand years ago to a time where scientists transcended their logical thinking brain and actually accessed and experienced that singularity within themselves. The same singularity that gave birth to the universe. And these ancient scientists are known as the seers or rishis in Sanskrit. They had the ability to transcend the mind and settle into a a very deep state of consciousness and experience that the silence or that nothingness of singularity. And it was experienced as pure wakefulness. So the singularity is awake. It's conscious. So the concept of consciousness, as I um, described in a previous podcast, is not a chemical reaction that happens in your brain. Consciousness is a universal field phenomenon. It's not an electrical impulse or an electromagnetic waveform. It's no thing. It's the singularity. And what the Rishis did is they vocalized the creative flow from the singularity. And these vocalized hymns were later transcribed into the the Vedas, the, the ancient Hindu texts. And what is described in these texts is the creation of the universe from that state of nothingness, of singularity, to what we experience today, and described in such intricate detail. And of course, over the millennia, they've, they've lost their meaning. They've been misinterpreted. And today, they're considered just mythological works of art. But in fact, they are a transcription of the singularity speaking to us. So what's the Vedic version of the Big Bang Theory? So we've established that singularity is just pure wakefulness, consciousness. And 
thing about this wakefulness is that it's awake to itself, it's conscious of itself. Okay, so consciousness being conscious of itself. And in that process of self-referral, consciousness is the observer, but it's also the object. And what is created here is a separation or a space between the observer and the object. And this cycle of the observer and the process of knowing that which is observed or the object is dynamic. It's an infinite loop. And this dynamism or the motion of the self-interacting process of consciousness is what we perceive as time. So space and time are a function of the self-interacting dynamics of consciousness. And that dynamism is energy or prana in Sanskrit, which is the fundamental cosmic energy, which manifests as the multitude of forms in the universe. So from an impulse of consciousness being aware of itself, it has created space, time, energy, and matter. And we know from physics that matter is mainly empty space. So if we were to scale an atom to the size of a football field, the outer perimeter of the field being the electron shells, then the nucleus would be the size of a grain of rice. So atoms are just empty space. And what feels solid to us is the repulsion of the electron fields of the object that we're touching to the electron fields um, on the surface of our hand. And although the electrons and nucleus may have particle-like properties in certain situations, they are essentially packets of energy. So the important thing to understand here is that this relative existence is not separate to pure consciousness or the singularity. They're one and the same. They coexist. So the singularity is infinite and unbounded. It's zero, dimensionless. It's nothing. And at the same time, we have a, a relative existence. This universe, which is a function of the singularity interacting within itself. And this self-interaction of consciousness is infinite. So this relative existence this universe is infinite. It had no beginning and it'll have no end. It's just the play of consciousness. And we as human beings are fractals of that universal consciousness. And we observe the world through our relative senses, our five senses which are operating in this relative realm. And everything feels real to us. We feel like individual entities interacting with other individuals when in fact we are that universal consciousness masked by its image as an object so fundamentally we are nothing we are that singularity that dimensionless massless timeless nothingness that through its self-interacting dynamics creates the illusion of this physical universe and as I mentioned, the singularity is infinite potential. So this universe is one out of infinite possibilities or 
one out of infinite realms that coexist. If we are an image of that singularity, that uh, pure infinite potential, then what does that tell us about our infinite potential as individuals? Essentially, we are all creators that source our creativity from the singularity. What we experience as a thought originates as an impulse of consciousness from that singularity. And how we perceive that thought through our own conditioning will determine the action we take. And this is how we create. But if we can decondition ourselves to the point where that impulse of consciousness freely flows through us, unobstructed, then we would be living our true potential or our full potential. And this is co-creation. Natural therapies, which are consciousness-based, are aligned with that flow of source consciousness. And their purpose is to realign us or decondition us so that we operate as co-creators. Gems and crystals are three-dimensional sacred geometry. They're conscious beings. There's no such thing as an inanimate object in a universe constructed by and from consciousness. The beauty of crystals is that they work passively to realign us with our true source. And bathing in their subtle energy with an intention that is aligned with their energy is quite powerful. Most of what I've discussed today would fall under the category of pseudoscience uh, by the established scientific community, which is understandable when that science is based on five sensory experience and very crude instrumentation. But there is an instrument that science has completely overlooked, the human body or the human nervous system, which has the ability to experience and sense that singularity. And a very simple way to break free of the logical mind and to just come in to that quiet space and just experience the stillness, the nothingness of that singularity is to repeat a very simple mantra. Why does anything exist? Just repeat that a few times. Notice the gaps and see what you can come up with. I'll talk to you later.